0: Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning Brother Pilgrim. And now, after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth, as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for January 24th, 2020. Once again, good morning, fellow pilgrims. What a delight it is to be with you as we continue to talk about the difficulties that you and I face as Christians, as Paul defined in that seventh chapter of Romans, that as he was growing up and growing in maturity in Christ and being used of God in so many ways, he said, you know, I still have this coveting that comes up in me. And he said, that's not who I really am. And he, he takes the time, and we've taken the time to talk about it in the seventh and eighth chapter of Romans. And I've read so much, and it's so important for us to realize the call of God upon our lives, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And he said in that 24th verse of seven, and I know this is a repeat, but we're going on because there's another thing I want to uh, dovetail with this. 24th chapter of Romans 7, wretched man that I am, who will set me from the, from the body of this death? In other words, you and I carry around an old nature in us that's full of sin. And Paul's saying, my gosh, how can I get out of this situation? And that's when he gives us those verses from 25 into 8. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on One hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other, my flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because of the spirit of life. Paul realized that many people will struggle all of their lives with sin and temptation. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today as we continue in this area. I want to bring two portions of Scripture That are covering the same incident in Jesus' life, but there's one thing added that that is different in Matthew chapter four. After Jesus is baptized, remember he goes into the wilderness where he's tempted by the devil. We've talked about this many times, and the temptation is spirit, soul, and body. The first one is you know he's hungry. (laughs) He's fasted and hadn't had anything to drink, and he said. Uh, why don't you turn those stones? In other words, a legitimate hunger in Jesus. He's hungry, he's thirsty. Well, if you're really, remember that word, if, he always uses the enemy, if, if you're really a follower of Jesus, if you're really a man of God, if you're really, really, he always uses that, he prefaces it. And he says, turn those stones into food. And Jesus says, no, man shall live not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I just think his answer is just so magnificent. And that's the way we want to respond when the enemy comes and accuses me. He says, Tom, do you remember you did this? Do you realize that hunger in your heart to end and do this? And the Holy Spirit, I hope, would come in and say, oh, don't do that to me. I belong to Jesus Christ, and I want his word. The devil devil takes him to the temple, remember, and uh, quotes the scripture, says, jump off because the Bible says he'll, his angels will catch you so you won't hurt yourself. And Jesus says, but you're not to put the Lord to the test. And the devil goes and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. Now you're familiar with this, So I'm not going to take the time because we've covered the temptations of Jesus. But he says, if you just fall down and worship me, I'll give all these kingdoms to you. And Jesus says, no, be gone. You must worship God. And it's interesting because it says the devil left him and angels came and began to minister to him. Well, that same temptation is recorded in the Gospel of Luke. And I want us to turn there because there's just a little incident that takes place that is so common to us as Christians. And it's after the temptation in the fourth chapter of Luke, where he, uh, he is tempted, you remember, by the enemy, throwing a scripture at him, using the Bible. And brothers and sisters, I'll tell you, over the years, I've heard many Christians use the scripture exactly the way Satan did in tempt, trying to tempt Jesus, to jump off the temple because the Bible says angels are catching before he crashes to the ground. And Jesus says, you'll not put the Lord your God to the test. In other words, don't talk to me about a word from God, a scripture, because you cannot test God. Don't use the Bible that way. Unfortunately, brothers and sisters, I've seen and heard that thing. But it's the 13th verse that I want to just pick up on in just a minute in Luke. And when the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him, in these last four words, until an opportune time. Until an opportune time. That really just rings and resonates within me because I've realized that in my own life, as God has dealt with things, I've mentioned, you know, in my own confession, I had to deal with a lot of lust in my life and the way I grew up. I'm not blaming my parents. It's just that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's what I did. I, I just lusted. I, I couldn't look at a woman without lust. And God had to deal with that in me. And then from time to time i would having victory and then, it's, then the enemy would come back at a more opportune time. Maybe I'm feeling sad and lonely one day or I'm mad at Barbara or something and the enemy will come back and say, did you see that woman over there? And the temptation is there. And the enemy is trying to say, I want to draw you back in it. And many people struggle with things their whole lives. But Jesus is saying that in those times when we are tempted, we don't have to yield to sin. Jesus was tempted at every point, yet never sinned. And many people figure that the temptation of what was once a real problem in their life, that if they're tempted by it, they must have committed it. And that's not true. And that's why when I read this until a more opportune time, think of this. What was more of an opportune time than Jesus in the garden on the night that he's being betrayed by Judas? You know the story well. We've covered it many, many times. And he's talking to his father, and he's telling, asking his brothers, Come on, guys, would you come and pray with me? This is really tearing me up. I don't know what to do with this. And as we read both the texts in Matthew and in Luke, we realize that what he's talking about is this cup that he's supposed to drink. And when he looks into the cup, and you know what he sees, he sees the sin of the world. Well, that's not so bad. But what's the Father saying, Son, I want you to drink of it. And what else does he see in the cup then? His own blood. And he knows that if he drinks from that cup, he will become the greatest sinner the world will ever know father how in the world can you ask me to do this i'm absolutely against sin in all of its forms i hate sin you sent me into this world to die this way you remember he had told his disciples on many occasions he was going to be betrayed being brought to trial He'd be crucified, dead and buried, and the third day He'd rise from the dead. He told them that many times, and they never got it. And now He's in the garden the night before the whole thing is going to begin to work its way out in the next few days and hours. And three times it says He prays, so in agony that the corpuscles in His body break, and He's bleeding with agony. Father, Can this really be what you? Three times he prays, falls on his face, and this is the more opportune time. Remember the enemy at the beginning of the ministry? He withdraws from Jesus and leaves him alone for a time, and then comes the opportune time. I think this is one of them. And another of the opportune times was when he goes before Pilate, and then Pilate brings him out to the people, and Satan's in the crowd saying, Yell, crucify him. Yell, crucify him. Yell, crucify him. And he knows Pilate's heart doesn't know God from a hole in the ground. And Pilate says, go ahead, give him over to the people another opportune time. Jesus knew the time had come. This was the more opportune time. And he is tempted, but he does not yield to it. He argues with his father. Father, can you really mean this? And the Father says, yes, son. I was amazed when I saw that same thing happen in my own life. I, I'm not trying to compare myself to Jesus. Forgive that. That's not my point. My point is, is that I've struggled with sin in my life, and I had to really face the reality that temptation wasn't sin, that all are tempted. Remember the text that we've read so many times from Corinthians all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of, that's from Romans, but then the one in Corinthians, where it says, no temptations come nigh to you. That's not common to man, but God is faithful. And with that temptation, he'll provide a way of escape. So though the temptation comes, there's a way of escape, and that's crying out to Jesus, I will not go back to that old thing I used to be, think, or do. I will not in the name of Jesus, and God gives grace through it. I was with some dear people over at the place that I go to quite often, Prairie Rose, a retirement home. Most of the people are 70, 80, 90, some even older than that. And we love to sing the old gospel songs. And one day I was trying to make a point, and I said, Lord, there must be a way that I can communicate. And then I kind of laughingly said, let's all sing this old gospel song. and the, the chorus goes, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left its crimson stain, he washed me white as snow. It's an old gospel sa- song, and we all sang it together, and I said, now, uh, I'd like to change the words a bit. And he said, okay. So I said, here's the way we're going to sing it. Jesus paid fifty five percent. You owe forty five, and they all laughed. They said, that's not true. And I said, but the point is, many people live that way, as though they can add to the grace of God, rather than using the grace of God inside by the Spirit, to know that Jesus has paid it all. You are free from sin, and being free from sin takes you back to Romans 7. Yes, you're tempted. Yes, you see the old nature that you're carrying around in these bodies, but you don't have to live out of that. The reality is that Jesus paid it all and that you and I don't have to live under in any way the accusations of sin. So once again, I want to end this podcast and I'm going to read those verses once again from Romans 8. And I pray that you hear them in a a way that will help you be free. There's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. That's what the enemy wants to do. Tom, if you're really a Christian, why is that thought, do you remember that lustful thought you had, that angry thought, that lying thought? And I say, yeah, I do remember it. Ha ha, you're a sinner. No, temptation comes, but we are in Christ, and there is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. Christ Jesus. Jesus paid it all. My dear brothers and sisters, as we close this podcast, I just want to affirm to you that the resurrected Christ, when we receive him by grace through faith in Christ, enables us to no longer be judgmental of ourselves or of others, but to receive grace in the way in which we live. Thank you, Jesus, for such marvelous grace that when we are tempted, we have the victory already because Jesus paid it all. He drank the cup dry. Calvary, the center of all of God and human history. Thank you for your shed blood, Jesus. Thank you that we don't have to be condemned anymore by the tempter who comes to steal, kill, and destroy the resurrection life. He can't do it. We won't let him, and neither will you. We will trust Jesus. He paid it all. Amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.